Hello, guys. Whoever said that, uh, imagine Jaime. W- yes, first to say hello, Jaime is always uh, one of the coolest people we know. Um, and we're ready to go. Trey, start that beat. Hey, guys, only if I cannot go out. Control, I'm sitting here, running me scout. Oh, no, I live in San Antonio, bro, so we just tied the first-round draft pick. You know, the Spurs be winning, and only if I can't give it go. You knew that forever, I can run it if I never know. Ooh, we have Blair on the show. It's going to be a good time. This is what I know. Only if I can't break, because I'm feeling it. Yo, yeah, I got to share it right now. Uh-oh, I'm at the Flow to You Facebook page and B. I'm about to share it to all my homies. Now I got to do it forever, but never see. Did you understand what I got? Gotta do like he ha. Only if I gotta go, why uh, you want me to break it down now? I can't stop, and only if I can, I rip it through. You can look for me, and now I'm talking about your whole crew. Ooh, only 40 seconds left to rap. Only if I can't pretend like I gotta be that. Uh, now I'm giving all sitting here for y'all. I just sold the toy again, and now straw. Only if I can't break them all. I'm sitting here forever, and I gotta make them fall. Do what I was doing. Only if I cannot call. You got my little dreams, and I'm thinking, do you know? Oh, no. I am out of control as I'm rapping, yelling out loud, and here's my passion. I'm not capping, only if I get that. You know what I'm doing, homie? This is my rap. Ah, now I gotta be. Only if I couldn't do it, I'm an MC. Yes, I am rapping like I never be. I do what I was doing. See you later, Jaime. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows to you, flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows. Hello, hello, hello. What is going on here? I'm sorry, it's Trey. Trey, I forgot that you um I forgot you your, your control again. Uh you know, I had that those few weeks where you made me do all the production. And so now we're back to seamless quality production, guys. I apologize. We have the amazing speaking producer. Speaking of seamless project, what did you say? Production quality? Yes. How is everybody's week? What is the wait for it headline of the week? Cue air horns now. Thank you, Maestro. All right, Jason, what's your headline of the week? Um, I have a few. Oh, you know what? Sad goodbye. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Blair, do you want to go next? Or yeah, you, you want, want to save I, it for last? I got one. I'll be the sandwich. I mean, the filling. Okay, okay. You can go last though, because we have our um guest go meaning when you tell the story. You can go right oh, now. Okay, I'll go we now. I'll tell the story last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yovo opens children's center in Ghana. Okay. Wow. Nice. Probably destroys all of our stories. Um I was backhanded by a force of nature. Nice. Um that's crazy. Um, well, uh, this is a end of an era, Trey. Uh, 
What do you mean? Today, to, today is the last day for you to be living in your house for us to do the live stream from my house. Um, mm-hmm. And so this will be the last time that you'll see this uh, background. You'll still probably see the flows for you sign and the hats and all the other stuff, but the actual room I'll be, I'll be at a new place as of Monday of next week. Um, memories. Times. I, it's well, so funny continue because you're getting a new place as you it's <laughs> funny as i look back at the uh either the intros or all the other videos like on uh facebook or instagram or all the places you see the evolution of my back of my space it starts with like empty room to like some things and then it's hilarious when i had good lights and you know all those things and it's just funny how it works and I so i feel like our whole show is evolved over time. yeah because <laughs> yeah. i didn't have this matter of fact most of this was not here for a long time <laughs> for good reason but hey collections right um i'm sorry to hear that jason but i'm happy you're getting a new house yeah no i'm excited too um and so and it is a yeah. house right yeah it's my own personal house that i own that's a winner winner chicken dinner for me yeah hopefully congratulations. congratulations if everything works out you'll get to see it when you come down so so but we'll see uh but all right how about you trey what do you got for us uh well i was backhanded by a force of nature and what i mean by that is uh me and my girlfriend aaron we went to akron ohio this weekend that's where she's from and we got to see the church up there and uh, i got to meet a couple people a lot of her friends and then some of them i already knew uh just from networking and knowing people um and uh we on our drive back there was a tornado watch so uh that was not fun um and literally she drove most of the way there and back and i offered to drive at any point in time but she wanted to drive and it was her own car and i understand that so um uh, the last hour and a half is is golden it's great the last 30 minutes of us like literally we're like more or less 30 minutes away from home and it just starts i mean downpouring like i cannot see the road downpouring i'm not saying like it's it's really raining hard i can't see the white lines on the road so wow. i'm popping my flashers on and i almost pulled over but i kept going she's freaking out i'm like hey uh can you check out to see where that tornado was it's <laughs> so she's like like appalled by what's going on around us so i was like Aaron, Aaron, please check. But Aaron, please check. Because <laughs> I was like, do I need to stop? Do I need to make a U-turn? Do I need to not keep, continue driving? What am I doing? Um, and then at that point, we start getting pelted. And she thinks it's debris. I'm like, no, that is hail. And uh, apparently, we were miles away from golf ball-sized hail. We were getting hit with, like, I don't know, maybe pebble-sized hail. But it was still very loud, and I thought it was going to crack the windshield. It was very scary. I'm glad we made it safely home. Um, there was a lot of rain, a lot of crazy weather, um, and did not expect that. So there's that. That's my headline of the week. Man, yeah. Once I had my car hit by lightning when we try to chase the, a thing, and so, buddy, I can't actually do this right now. I'm doing a podcast. Did <laughs> you take this to mom and she'll take care of it? No, I know. Do you want me to look? Are you looking at arcades? Is that what you want to look at? Okay. Sorry, guys. One second. It's just real life, right? My son has decided that he must have, with the new house, that one of his housewarming gifts is he wants an actual full-sized arcade. 
You know what, though? Uh, I want a pinball machine, and I moved into this two years ago, and all I want is a pinball machine. So, there. Exactly. I guess I... Can, you, can you go I, to the other room? I would love to have pinball machines in my house. I would love to have any arcade. I, I want just a man cave to have all the retro stuff. All the we, things. Anyway. We started. We started. And all we have is a broken foosball table. But like one day we'll have a pinball machine. <laughs> you're, it'll be that. It'll be that time. Someday you're gonna get your. You're gonna get your time. Um, so yeah. yeah, Blair, we want to hear your headline now because clearly we saved the best for last. Okay. Um, also, hi Jamie. My favorite pinball is South Park. There's a South Park one. It's really funny, especially when the sound is on. Um, Perfect. Okay, my story. I just got back from a five week trip that was ridiculous. I shouldn't have done it the way I did it because I'm no longer a 19 year old backpacker, but um, <laughs> I started off in Ghana, Africa, and I helped open a children's center for at-risk youth, which is what my headline is. And then I went over to Uganda to track gorillas in the jungle. And then I went okay. over to Croatia to like a private Island to do some masterminding and traveled around with my sister. So did you get to meet 30 seconds to Mars? No. Are they, are they on? Side story for a later time. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, Yovo is um, in Ghana, what they call white people. And what happened <laughs> nice. was, at the end of last year, I ended up connecting with someone who had a really beautiful vision to open a children's center for at-risk youth in his hometown. And he was, um, he found the perfect building and needed some financial help to secure the building. And my movement, the Global Resilience Project is a social enterprise. And the amount he needed was something that we, it was in our budget. And I thought that's all, that's kind of where it started and ended was me supporting him opening it. But with me planning to go to Uganda to track gorillas, I was like, Hey, I'm going to Africa. I should come check out the children's center. And the map is wrong. It's not really as close as it looks. Let me tell you. And so um, I, it ended up being a big to do. Like we um, ended up on the like local radio that I streamed to my Facebook. We had journalists from TV, media, newspaper, <coughs> children's center. And I'm talking, this is developing world. Like nothing like this has ever happened. This big opening. We had the mayor, we had the mayor came and we all, you know, had speeches from the mayor, the priests. We had the local chiefs come. We blessed the land. We did a ribbon cutting me and God's way, who is the person who started the children's center and the mayor all cut the ribbon. I, you know, I ended up all over news in Ghana and um, it was just really special. And, you know, I didn't wake up one day and be like, I want to help open a children's center for at-risk youth. It just kind of fell into my lap and I didn't expect to have my face or name really associated with it, but it was a really cool thing. And a part of it was they do something called libation, which is, um, like a ceremony where they pull, pour out liquid, usually alcohol, and they mm -hmm. like pour it on the ground for like the spirits and the ancestors. And I do not speak their local language, which is Awe, E-W-E, but they definitely, I know what Yovo is and it's white person. And they definitely gave a lot of prayer out to the Yovo when they were doing the Libation oh, Children's Center. So that's, that's part of my, <laughs> yeah. That, 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 and I, you know what, Diane Fossey, is that, um, she, she the one, sorry, Jamie, she's, uh, is she, oh no, I met, another doctor who worked with her. So I met someone who actually was in charge of helping protect the gorillas. Wow, and that's I met, cool. like, I met in Uganda, this is different, but in Uganda, I met the first wildlife veterinarian and she was on a book tour. Yeah, like I'm still trying to digest my whole trip. It was very diverse. Yeah, no, first of all, congratulations. I mean, <laughs> we didn't even get a second to like yeah. digest that and it'll probably take the whole podcast, but yeah. Um, 
congratulations. That's super, super cool. Thanks. Yeah. That How do was... you feel about all that? Oh, man. Like, the whole trip was, like, <coughs> I definitely learned to do my research. Like, showing up, like, with an, un... like, I, I showed up and met God's Way, who I trusted. But, like, going to Ghana, not doing research, develop my first time in the developing world as, like, a white Canadian woman on my own, mm -hmm. not an organized trip. It was really special. I got to see the tallest waterfall in Western Africa. I went and like this this stone right here. Like I went and saw like an authentic like Ghana witch man and like priest basically. And we like I just I can't even put words into what I experienced in the first leg of my journey. But it, you know, hopefully the reason I was there was to help change the lives of the future kids in that region to teach right. them coding and social media and entrepreneurship to break the cycle of them break, you know, dropping out of school and working in the markets. So we'll see. Well, that's super, super cool and destroys both of our stories combined. No, so, uh, tornadoes and moving are very like, first of all, tornadoes are so fascinating to me. I'm from the prairies. I've never seen one really, but they're like, I used to hide in the basement when there was a warning and then uh, moving and buying Jason, a house is a big a bit. Ethic deal. So there are That's prairies in cool. Canada? Uh, yeah, Manitoba. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh, okay. It's above North Dakota. <coughs> so it's wow. like... I did I not know that. I'm learning new we, stuff all day. What? We have it all. We have we have all the things. Wow. Super That's congratulations. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I would love to talk about more of that about that here in a second. Uh Jaime's blowing up the comments really quick. He says, Yeah, congrats. Wow, nice. He says boring at 40 for the homies. <laughs> uh, and he's got a bunch of other questions, uh, but we can get to that here in a second. Uh, next up, Jason, are you ready? Actually, she answered all his, most of his questions. Oh, so. okay, cool. There you go. But did she answer this one? Do you like blue cheese or ranch with your buffalo wings? Ranch. I didn't even see that, dude. Boom. There you go. Ranch. Blue oh. cheese is. <laughs> yeah. Blue cheese. Gotcha. Too feedy. Understand. Yeah, makes sense. But the next bit is one of my favorite bits, and it is time for a quiz. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is DJ Sound Effects' quiz. Were you supposed to have a sound effect to your voice there? No. Okay, cool. Just checking. Again, soundboard still doesn't work. So anyway, oh, okay. uh, this is now time for you, Blair, to go up against Jason and utterly destroy him in a quiz. It's anyone's game. And here's the thing. No, it isn't. It's a, it's true, or, it's a true or false quiz. So it's really, I mean, a 50-50. So it's like kind of hard to get it wrong. But then again, yeah. it's really easy to get it wrong. Um, so anyway, whoever gets the most points at the end wins. You will. You both will get a fair opportunity to answer any and all questions that I will go through. And this is random facts about life. So this is going to be awesome because I like a lot of the questions that I put on here. Uh, and without further ado, are you guys ready? Ready. Because sure. it's time for a freaking quiz. And question number one goes to our awesome guest, Miss Blair. Flamingos bend their legs at the ankle, not the knee. True or false? False. Okay. Jason, uh, true question. True. So here's the plot twist. It is true. Flamingos bend their legs at the ankle, not the knee. This is Show a me. random fact. Show, Show me. you. I can't throw up a picture on the screen right now. I could technically, but that would cause more. Well, what time. if you just reanact it? I yes. can't because my you legs are like on the flamingos. Uh, yeah. So they essentially stand on their tippy toes. Their knees are closer to their body and are covered by feathers. 
So you would probably not know that. I didn't know that before today's quiz. Uh, all right, Jason, next question. Ice pops were invented by an 11-year-old by accident. True or false? True. Okay. Blair, same question. False? You What's sure? An ice pop? I, li I like Jason's. Oh, answer. Lord. Did you just hear what she said, Trey? Is an ice pop a freezy? It is a freezy, yes. You Americans. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. So then, <laughs> so freezies. Freezies were invented by an 11 year old by accident. Okay, true. <laughs> I'm glad you answered true because it is true. You both get it correct. In 1905, an 11 year old boy named Frank Epperson left soda, soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer still in the cup. I don't know why, but he did it. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so the Epsicle was born. He sold the treat around his neighborhood in a nearby amusement park and even patented the recipe. Years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what his kids called it at their Pops. Called their Pops concoction. I almost Wait, almost so the thing that. with the stick in it is a Popsicle. Oh, yes. 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 So not an... So we're all... <laughs> not a freezy. Sorry, I was thinking I was I was on the same page as you. I was thinking he was talking about freeze pops, and no, um, he's not. It's so, okay. We both a got a point. Yeah. Yes, a popsicle. Yes. Anyway, next question, Blair. How, how do you like sloths, Blair? Uh, I think so. They're cute. Good, because I like you're gonna like this next question. Sloths, true or false, can hold their breaths longer than dolphins. True or false? True. Okay. Jason? I think you're trying to trick us now. I'm going to go false. That's tough because the answer is true. Uh, sloths can hold their breaths longer, hold their breath longer than dolphins, and they slow their heart rates. This is why. Sloths can hold their breaths for up to 40 minutes, and dolphins need to come up for air after about 10. That's buck wild didn't know that i wish i could hold my breath for 40 minutes oh my god do you I wish can't. you could hold your breath oh, oh go go ahead blair what was I, was gonna say, I can't hold my breath that's crazy i think um, jason has developed that ability because his room stinks and so he <laughs> cannot breathe the air in his room so he's developed this ability to hold a, his breath. <laughs> i mean it's a true statement i have i have this is me and my my toddler's room and so there's definitely lots of poopy diapers in this spot and you oh just thank out. you I mean, there's a diaper genie where we put the in there, but yeah, no, it it gets pretty rough in here. I Wait, literally you're broadcasting you, from your toddler's room. Yeah, I love well, that. So it's my room, and then if we look over Don't, here, oh no, oh it's clean, dude. You'll see the baby changing table. A lot of Amazon boxes. Amazon boxes. Oh no, I lost my. I just uh -oh. lost see, the camera. Told you. Told this you. Is what I get for trying to be oh. smooth. Now while he's distracted, you. Blair, the last and final question. <laughs> this actually goes to Jason first, but uh. Fruit Loops are all the same flavor. True or false? Hmm. Uh, what? Yes, the answer is true. Are you sure about that, Jason? I'm a hundred percent sure, Trey. I'm so sure that you, I can bet my new house on it. As long as I heard the question right. <laughs> what um, did you hear, Jason? <laughs> are you sure you're answering this correct? Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, yep, I'm 100 percent sure. Mm, I don't know about that one, Blair. What about you? <coughs> Fruit Loops are all the same flavor. False. What'd you, you say? Made a bad decision, False? Blair. You said true. 
She's correct. That's crazy because Fruit Loops are not all the same flavor. Congratulations! Oh my gosh! And now we get to take this house. Right. Trey, they all are the same flavor. I know that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that's that's crazy. Uh, she answered it. No, it, the question was: Fruit Loops are Fruit Loops all the same flavor? And the answer is true. But the way Jason said it, I didn't like his his like tone and the way he said it. So I like Blair's answer more. Congratulations, you win the quiz, Jason. What does she win today? Your house. Nope. <laughs> 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 Moving to Texas, y'all. <laughs> she wins a great job from Jay Pineapples. That's Jaime, and he's the dude in our comments blowing it up right now. And I sadly have missed most of them. Uh, he said. Oh man, he's blowing it up. Uh, he said, "Blue cheese dressing, dressing is weird. I love blue cheese. What were some of the most memorable foods you experienced?" Oh, okay, that's a whole question in and of itself. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna move on. Come on, <laughs> say, come on, bro, you got this. Uh, and then he is continuing to go, go on. Cool. Go to so the next. Congratulations, one. Blair. This one's fun. Oh. Hurry okay. up with the quiz. I want to hear I that backstory back with the Uganda children. Yeah, that's well, why there's I actually didn't have two question. stories because one was Ghana, where I opened the children's center, and then I spent a lot of time with a local nation in Uganda with the Batwa people and the oh. children of the Batwa nation who are like the hunter gatherers that had got moved from the forest to protect the gorillas. I, we might need our own show for that. <laughs> well, oh wow! Okay, you are, you've already been invited to uh, do the show again. So okay, <laughs> also, even though even though it took you like you, she had to wait like three months, Trey, to be on the show. Was that how That's long cool. it's been? It's okay. I had to yeah. go to Africa. <laughs> yeah, we are, well, we were so know. booked up, Trey, that she had to like wait on the super long one. And uh, Jason, not if I had to go to Africa, you'd wait for me too, buddy. <laughs> I Sorry. would. I would. You are under a blah dog. Oh, okay. That's a new language Jason just oh. discovered. Awesome. So perfect segue. Congratulations, <coughs> by the way, Blair. You win that nice high man FT that you saw earlier. It said congratulations. Uh, Jason's probably going to throw it up on the screen again. Maybe not. Not really. I'm working on it. Cool. There it is. That is Jaime. Uh, that is a very enlarged picture. He is not that big. Oh, that's um, how you say his name. It's not Jamie. It's Jaime. Yes, it is not Jamie. It is Jaime. Sorry, Jaime. He is Mexican, so he has an awesome name. Um, that is the way it's pronounced. Anyway, that is a long time on the screen. Uh, Jason, why is Blair on the show today? Well, when I asked Blair what we could do for a better year, she said, be kind and build you those. Re re I was going to do it Man, right. so bad. Res resilience muscles. <laughs> what, should I just go again? Okay, okay hold on, hold on here. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to. Jason, why is Blair on the show today? Well, when I asked Blair what we could do for a better year, she said, be kind and build those resilience muscles. <laughs> one more time. One All more right, time. There we go. Here we All go. Right. One sec. One sec. We could do this. Do you need to do some vocal warm-ups? The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Jason, no. why is Blair on the show today? Well, when I asked Blair what we could do for a better year, she said, be Slow kind down. and build those resilient muscles. Blair, you know what? why do we need to do that you for a what? better year? Congratulations, man. I honestly, like, just just slow down. Just slow down. Because we've got time. But phenomenal. Okay, continue. Sorry. So what can we do for a better year? Tell us. Why do we have to be kind and build those resilient muscles? You know Blair. what? 
Um, I hate to be the blare of bad news, but guess what? Life is kind of hard. Raise Surely your hand if not. Like, shit's got hard. Can I swear on this? I sweared. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, you got like two of them. Uh, the, you have one more left. Uh, don't use it. Oh. Um, so basically, you know, I uh, life kind of handed me a difficult few years. And yeah. what I realized was that there are things you can do to strengthen your resilience muscle so that when life gets really hard, you could push through the hard time a hell of a lot faster. Mm. And being kind is so important because you never know who is going through what because we put on this face and because of what i just went through which was not awesome not like i've had a really difficult time a lot of loss a lot of trauma um i just look at everyone you know if someone's in a bad mood or having a bad day or they're not being nice like that they're probably going through something and i still try to be nice to everyone and i just think it's really important and such a simple reminder just like be kind you don't know what people are going through yeah that's amazing and, and it's so you know i reminded that often it's like especially these days with um how everybody has a camera waiting for you to fail um it's like mm. you know it's like like even at our like store at my grocery store our guys walk around with a camera in his hand going "Ooh, can you get me some food and i'm like obviously bro I, I can help you out but it's like what are we doing are we are we just trying to get food or are we trying to make content for your youtube channel um mm. And it's hard because it's like, if you're having a bad day, I think one time somebody asked me that and it was literally like, sure, I can help you, but I have $5 to feed my family of four right now. Uh, I guess I could, you know, get you some cereal that I'm about to buy. Yeah. You know, I don't really. Loops. Yeah. The Fruit Loops. Now, since I don't have a home, um, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> you can come sure over to my house and eat Fruit Loops. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's just so crazy how, you just have to always be on these days. And it's like how much it's just so nice to be kind. Cause you just don't know. You just don't know how somebody's days going. And also I think it's, I've done a lot of work on healing and I'm like nowhere near where I, I mean, like I'm going to be healing my whole life, you know, intergenerational sure. trauma and life is hard sometimes for other people less hard. Um, but what I really learned during the beginning of this deep healing is that when someone's not being nice or like they're in a bad mood, often we think it has to do with us or like, why are they being a mean to us? And it's usually something's going on with them. And this like perspective shift helps you walk through life with more empathy and compassion. And we all need more of that. We're not taught empathy and this it's just so important. So, you know, empathy, like being able to sit with someone else in their pain instead of brush it off and, you know, like there's sympathy and there's empathy. We all know sympathy, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that that happened. Or sitting with them, like, that must be really painful and acknowledging how they feel. Like, if we have more of that, I think we can help lift each other up. I really appreciate that, Blair. Uh, I think, honestly, since, since I, I hate, I hate to keep bringing it up, but since 2020, I feel like people have awakened to, oh, people's reality does suck and it's not just me or, uh, you know, like you said, you don't know what somebody's going through in any given day, especially if they're obviously acting a certain way or acting differently or they're in a bad mood for some certain reason. There is a reason and it might not just be you yeah. or it might not be you at all. So I really appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. 
Well, so Blair, one thing I have this whole plan. I have a conversation, but uh, everybody's excited about your trip and all that stuff. When I say everybody, I mean Jaime. Um, and um, so, uh, how do we start to get to there? I guess. How did you like? Okay, I got it. Yeah, help me out. You don't here. even have to ask a question. Let me just back up about the Global Resilience Project because that's a key. Okay. And um, a bit of a content warning, like besides swearing, my story is really heavy. If you need to step away because I'm triggering you, please do. If you need help being connected to mental health professionals, I will find someone in your area for you to talk to. Um, But like high level, I'm a child of divorce and the daughter of a man who lived with addiction. My dad was a diamond dealer, gemologist, very successful. In the 80s, he developed a severe addiction to cocaine, which eventually led to heroin and crack. He blew up the family. He left our family. He sold his business. You know, we were, we grew up in a very tight, small Jewish community, private school community. And I was not your typical kid, you know, in the early 90s. My dad was pretty much like, would have been on the show intervention type level addict. And in and out of my life, broke my heart, lots of trauma. In my 20s, I actually forgave him. I was given the tools I needed to forgive him. And I decided to accept him for who he was. And he started his journey towards sobriety. And we developed a very beautiful relationship. And I got a second chance. I know this story took a hard turn, but this is just really important backstory because not everyone forgives. Not anyone, not everyone has that power. But also because of that, I got my dad back in my life. And he, I had no expectations. I decided to accept whatever he can give me. And that involved him coming to visit me a couple times a year where I lived on the West coast of Canada and he was in the middle in the prairies. And he, you know, started texting and calling and Facebook messaging, 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 messaging. That was weird. (laughs) And, um, you know, being more involved in my, his parents' life and my sister's and everyone's and, He walked me down the aisle at my wedding and I got the second chance. But at the end of 2018, uh, we learned he was terminally ill. Mm. And so learning that my dad, who I finally have back in my life, is being ripped away from me again was completely life changing and heart shattering. And so I started actually sharing our story that people didn't know. People didn't know about his addiction. And I didn't really know about it until I was an adult anyways. And um, I, I shared our story of my forgiveness, his addiction and our resilience and our story was inspiring people and it was inspiring people to seek sobriety or forgive someone or get therapy. And so I said to my dad, why don't we write a book and let's gather stories of resilience from around the world and we'll bookend it with your story and my story. So when you're no longer here, our story can still help people. And so I started the global resilience project in March, 2019. Oh wait, hold on to your boots. I'm going to give you a high level. Sounds like a laundry list because it is. But it was very traumatic. But for the essence of time, especially, you know, watching the clock from that moment on until the book coming out was about three and a half years. The book finally came out in June 2022, came became an international bestseller on Amazon, Canada, U.S. Very proud of it. Unfortunately, March 2019 is when the project started and a lot of trauma happened. I had to show the world how resilient I was. I had to, like, keep picking myself up. My grandfather, who was like my dad, died on my husband's birthday on the way home from his funeral. We got in a car accident on a highway. I got a concussion a few months later, my husband almost died. He had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery in his early forties. This whole time we struggled with fertility. Oh yeah. COVID (laughs) that thing happened. COVID happened. We struggled with fertility. Couldn't get pregnant. Really wanted kids. Was told I couldn't get pregnant Uh, a year after the heart attack. 
got pregnant naturally without trying. Yay. But we miscarried three weeks from the miscarriage. My father-in-law suddenly died after a three week battle with cancer. Three months later, my mother suddenly died after a three month, three week battle with cancer. And then not even 360 days later, my dad died. So in just over a year, I lost the baby and three parents and like, I could have given up, but I didn't, I chose to keep going, you know, Learned my dad was going to die December 2018, December, sorry, January 1st, 2019 was my first day of sobriety. Haven't had a drink since. Drinking was a bridge to bad decisions. But I unfortunately didn't get the book out in time for my dad to see it. But he got to watch me grow this community. And not just, it started off as a book. I didn't think I would be a childless, parentless, sober bird watcher who has this global movement to help people strengthen their resilience muscle. But here I am. And my goal is to help people be more resilient because I've learned a lot of stuff based on science. I mean, us and woo, like I'm a woo woo Jew. I like the woo and the science, but I survived it. And you know what? Life's going to get hard. We're the walking wounded. Someone you love is going to die. Someone you love may have already died. and It's going to keep happening and no one helps us. There's no one to give us these resources. So let me be that lighthouse in the storm. And while going through all of this, we've also started a podcast and launched a very cheeky merchandise line. I became a motivational speaker. We're working on our second book and we have a bunch of other fun projects in the works. And one of those projects happened to be accidentally opening a children's center in Ghana because we became a social enterprise because I'm not going to die with all my money while I'm on this earth. I want to leave my legacy and help people. I'm not going to have my own biological children. I'm going to be a mother to many. And so that's like, how we got here that's amazing trying to make me cry you're doing that up the up uh the 10 minutes of up where you're just like you're watching a fun movie and then they do like the backstory (laughs) thing and then you're just crying and you're like no i don't know what you're talking about Um, i I mean like i'd rather not like i mean i'd much rather everyone be alive and i have nothing to share but (laughs) right you know it's it's crazy (sighs) and like i yeah there's a lot of it's interesting because people forget i went through that and now i'm like going to africa and doing all these things and i have a segment coming out on a new show on amazon sharing the story of resilience and everyone's like your life's so interesting i wish i had your life i'm like but do you like everyone died and it's been hard yeah (laughs) like blair thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate that and i i can't even imagine how hard the past couple years have been and and then some um and uh i don't know i just really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your story uh because you know we've got more time to talk and i can't wait to hear more and i just really appreciate you so um again i I, there's a million words i could say but um i appreciate you being here and moving forward and getting through uh the toughest part of your life so far um thank you that's a lot i'm so sorry yeah uh it's interesting it's like you wrote a book you're like hey i would need to be resilient now it's my turn to show you how it works well you know what the book actually started off being called the i am resilient project and my husband is like not woo at all he's like maybe you should stop the project because you keep attracting things into our life and so and we ended up changing it to the global resilience project but like yeah yeah like it's like i was like okay like okay i get it world i'm resilient like can't you tell now like let's wrap this up <laughs> when i when i talk to people about these kind of things of uh, you know uh, death you know mainly when i talk about bringing somebody in your heart i always say hey one thing about the heart is that it's squishy because uh you're gonna get your heart squished a lot uh but it's gonna get back up so you just need to be okay with that and uh, move forward especially when i'm talking about people with relationships or things like that mm-hmm. like and it's it resilience is such an important thing in our lives it's like we have a chance to keep going there's no reason to give up yet 
And so I, that's a great yeah. example. Um, Jaime himself was uh, seen. Uh, oh, I think did okay. you have the, this one. Yeah, that's what I have. Oh, oh I'm yeah, so sorry one. for your loss. That's so hard. He said, almost had the same dad. I forgave him. This is for our audio listeners only. Almost had the same dad. I forgave him when I was 25. We got close. I lost him this past November. It's hard. Like when you lose a parent, and I don't know if you guys have lost a parent. I mean, like I lost. So my father-in-law was like the dad I always wanted. We were planning like a father-daughter kayak trip, like stuff I never got to do because my dad was not well. Mm. But when you lose a parent, like a part of your heart dies. Like there's no other way to explain it. Like you are going to be okay and you're going to layer the rest of your life around you, but you're never going to be the same. And when you lose two parents or like three, like I have, like you're not a real grown up until your parents die. And some people, like I know people who are my parents' age who both parents are still alive. My grandma's still alive. My grandma actually, thank God, helped us pay for the funeral because we had two funerals in one year. And like we bury people in Judaism, like it's not cheap. Um, but like pe some people have never had to go through something like losing a parent and like, there's nothing that can prepare you. And it is crazy. Um, mm. So it's actually interesting, Jaime, you'll, you'll understand this. And I don't know about either of you, but we launched it. My sister loves graphic tees. So we launched a merchandise line to help us fund mm. the project because the project is funded by my business. And so um we have a shirt that says dead parent society nice and, and the tagline is the club that no one wants to join <laughs> oh man that's perfect yeah you know i don't mention this much um on the podcast but uh you know i i've never lost a parent but my best friend um who was like my dad figure because my dad was never really around my stepdad was but my real dad wasn't um, he died the day before my wedding and he was the best man at my wedding. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, this happens. And, and, and I also believe that, uh, that was the only time in my life I could handle it. Um, you know, I got married, I was able to go on a cruise and did all these things, but I was crying every day. Right. Cause I'm dealing with this person that, I mean, I still rap today because of him. Uh, because of the influence that he had in my life. And I still do music, even though I wanted this to stop and be like, I'm just going to go be a dad. No, I, I just yeah. remembered, no, you always follow your dreams all the time. And that's something he did. And, you know, it was rough him dying the day before I got married, but it was like the only time I could handle it, I guess. That's how I think of it. And, um, and you know, but it's, yeah, you, I couldn't even imagine. Um, I mean, though my mom has... Um, they the doctors that give my mom one month to live twice and so i i know the hesitation of knowing somebody's gonna die but she actually is still alive like 20 years later so oh God, that's a lot of one months <laughs> yeah yeah so it was it was like wow what is going on and then she just still here got to see my grand uh, you know i didn't have kids till i was 38 and it was like getting my mom to see my kids it just makes me to this day anytime they want to talk to grandma it makes me cry because i never knew that i was going to get that opportunity for my kids to share time with them mom. But yeah, no, I think that because we give so much in those situations, it's it's interesting. Somebody can even say, well, if you didn't reconcile with them, then you wouldn't have the same pain, right? Because you wouldn't have any kind of relationship with them. But it's like, why? Why would you even put yourself in that situation? It's like, you did what we're meant to do, which is give your heart. And it's an amazing thing, but at the same time, it's a very painful thing. So no, enough a, of that. Jaime has Thanks a perfect question. Actually, uh, he said, what seems to be the biggest impact your readers take from you the most? Ooh, the most common thing, the feedback I get from readers, listeners, people who just discover us 
once they start reading other people's stories of resilience is that they don't feel like they're alone. They're like, there, there's so many stories that are similar to mine. Like I don't feel so alone. It's nice to hear someone putting my feelings into words and it, it provides a sense of community, the sense of, you know, belonging in a way of going through really traumatic things is very lonely like grief, pain, like, you know, people talk about, oh, there's like people surviving plane crashes, you know, miscarriages, death, addiction. And it's very isolating and lonely because often when you're going through that, the people around you don't often understand it. So when you are reading a book full of stories and there's people with similar stories or parallel stories that tell the story and provide advice and, you know, you see some of yourself in that it gives you that sense of community and like not, not this profound loneliness that we might have going through these things. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I, I, I kind of resonate with that. Cause uh, again, like the whole, you don't know what's going on in someone's mind and what they're going through and what they're dealing with. And until you've experienced even remotely what someone's going through, you'll never understand Cause I didn't, I didn't understand depression, um, until 2020. And honestly, it, it really wasn't even of the, the pandemic. Uh, it was just where I was in the stage of life and it, it was in a terrible relationship. Um, and, uh, I literally was at rock bottom. I could not have been lower and Jason knows this, uh, full well. And so does Jaime. Um, but they were some of the people that I called the most every day, multiple times a day. Um, but yeah, you never know what someone is going through, especially if you've not experienced it yourself and you'll never understand it. I'm sorry. That's, that's really hard and painful. And like depression is, it's not like you can like take some like Benadryl and be okay. I don't know if you know what sure. Benadryl is. Like, don't that's... you wish it's a, like, it's like, there's like, you have to, and like vent, like there's so many ways to get out of it, but like when you're in it, it's so hard oh, when yeah. you're on that rock bottom, that floor. So like, I'm really, I don't, I mean, I've only known you for 48 minutes, so it's nice to know that you've come out of it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm happy too. So I'm glad that I've come out of it too. Yeah. And to have all like being a person that was there for that, to see the victories that he's had now with his relationship now and to see him following his dreams and getting to do cool stuff. I've get to help with that, but you know, the idea of watching him get to do those things uh, is, is very happy. Yeah. And you know what I think is like the reason I'm I, so like when my, my miscarriage happened, I was Googling like how to have a miscarriage and run a business. Like I couldn't find anything. So I wrote an article and put it on LinkedIn and like, some people read it. Uh, the thing of university somewhere picked it up for something. But like I, I'm a writer. Like I've always loved writing as a kid. I would write like poetry by candlelight listening to Enya or Prodigy. Like I'm very, you know, I'm a, vintage, you know, I'm a vintage millennial. So like, you know, I, I'm like the analog digital, but I love <laughs> writing and, um, so I, I'm very honest about what's going on. There's certain things I keep private. Like my, you know, my husband's a much more private person than I am. But when I share, there's people who go through similar things. And what they say is like, you put into words the way I felt. So thank you. And what happened was I kind of became this voice or this platform for people who didn't have the words or the courage or weren't ready to share or express it. And what we, what I learned was like right now, how are you both sharing these stories like, this is a beautiful, safe space to do that. And who knows who's listening to this that might relate to one of our, any of our things that we've gone through. And right. 
what I learned is the power of storytelling besides the science behind it, which is that sharing your story helps you heal scientifically and hearing other people's stories while you're navigating similar challenges help you through it scientifically is that we all have these stories and it's okay if we're not standing on a public platform, like a podcast or writing them in a book, but for the people who have the voices like you two or me, we should be sharing so we can normalize these conversations about depression, about miscarriage, about your parents dying, because like life isn't all sunshine and rainbows. And like, that's what we're taught to like, you, you know, the nineties, like put on a smile and suck it up. It's like, actually that's just, let's go to therapy and take some SSRIs actually, you know, like right. let's normalize, normalize our Zoloft. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what any, what you just said. So. Oh. <laughs> Go to therapy, take some medication, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Basically, like, normalize that. Like, normalize that medication isn't bad. Like, no. you know, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to take it. But, like, <clears> it's not a sh- you sh- there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you have a therapist. There's nothing to be ashamed of if, like, life is hard and you don't tell anyone about it, but, like, you want to write about it in your journal. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And Can you, can you say that one more time? There is nothing to be ashamed of. Thank you. I, I just wanted you to repeat it because I, I feel so like even in the movies or shows or TV shows or whatever, they call therapists shrinks and they call them all kinds of different names. They're there to help you. Oh man. If you don't, they're there to help you. If, if you don't like them or they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not resonating with you or they're not like, you know what you need move on and that's okay and they understand that yeah like Like, okay so a couple things one i was gonna become a psychologist and i was on the road to it as in like the first year of university and i was like oh i'm a little too fucked up for this i'm gonna go into public relations which is what i did but my sister actually ended up becoming a child and family therapist and so she's actually the global resilience project's mental health director which so it worked out really well in like hindsight but i've seen grief counselors and like spiritual healers and like traditional this and that like i've literally seen everything and i even got to a point with one of my therapists who said after 180 canadian dollars was spent blair you're doing everything you can don't overdo the healing and i said i just spent 180 dollars for you to tell me that i'm doing everything you told me to do (laughs) and i fired her i was like okay well i'm gonna move on but like not every therapist is right for everyone and not every modality is right for everyone and but like you know, we don't have to do it alone. And we, you know, like if you're not ready, go to TikTok. I'm sure there's lots of great things going on there that are going to help you through it. Yeah. I could say more, but go ahead, Jason. No, I don't have anything. I mean, I was going to transition, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Well, I was just going to say before we do, um, I, I think that's, that's really real that when you find out that you're not alone, because when you're living with what's going on up here and you feel like you're the only one dealing with it, it doesn't help. Yeah, <laughs> you feel like you're going insane. It's like, oh, I'm the only one thinking these thoughts. Oh, I'm the only one going through this. It's like that's not true because I I've gone through that revelation so many times where it's like, you struggle with that too. You battle with that too. Holy crap, life just got real and so much better. Oh, like when my best friends and I like all learned we were on like similar like antidepressants. It was great. It's like sinking you. We sink our garbage days, our periods, and our antidepressants. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how you know you have true friends. 
Oh my gosh. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. Jason. No, you never know. You're right. You never know. Like how many times in my life have I been like, nobody understands my cause. And then next thing I know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, a stay-at-home dad and just dealing with all this stuff and i'm like nobody knows this and then i walk around to just randomly bump into another guy who's like nah dude i know <laughs> i used to i used to make you know seven figures and now i'm home with my kids but i didn't i would never want to not do this and it's like those kind of things is like oh yeah amen i needed that i need those i needed those situations in my life to help me get it and i think that's amazing so th- that's how you started most of this stuff and and then you know what else did you do after that after uh, with the resilient projects you, you wrote some more books correct and, well um, so i actually so this is the first book and we're actually working on the second book right now we have um it's we're open for submission so if anyone has a story of resilience they'd like to share to be published in the second book like we have space we're going to cap it eventually I'd say we're about half full. And what's really cool is that we've been invited to be at the Emmys. We're going to be in a gifting lounge, handing out copies of books to like celebrities and media. Wow. We're going to be on Amazon Prime. And like, this is only the beginning because I'm finally out of my deep vortex of grief and I can be all in in this. And before I was like a pinky toe. And so um, we're working on the second Global Resilience Project book. I do have another book on business. It was my practice book that I wrote while learning how to write a book and it became oh, yeah. a bestseller. That was kind of cool. But the Global Resilience Project, what's next is the main thing is focusing on the next book. Um, anyone that's in the book gets to be a guest on our podcast. I, with my background in public relations and marketing and social media, I do a lot of work with the co-authors and teaching them how to promote their stories and their books. And I create a lot of assets and templates and we do trainings and events where they can speak. And my job is to basically provide the safe container for big feelings and amplify their stories. So that's my big focus now um, that I'm back from my trip. That's cool. Um, uh, That's, that's amazing. And, And you said that, you actually like that's how your business, which is the the PR stuff, is what actually pays for the resilience. Um, for now, yeah. <laughs> so Blair Kaplan Communications is my public relations company. I started a social media marketing business because, well, in two thousand and eight, it was a PR company, and everyone saw me as the vintage millennial, and they're like, "You must know how to use this thing called social media." And I didn't, but I said yes, and I took what I knew from public relations and applied it to the social space. And I've been doing that for 15 years and I've been featured in all sorts of media and that's great. Um, and I, you know, I do strategization, strategy implementation, and a lot of social media and AI education. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. But I'm also a motivational speaker. So not only do I do workshops and speak about social media, um, I've become a motivational speaker, speaker who speaks around the world about resilience. Um, and so that's one of my revenue streams. So I'm because it started off as a book and a legacy project, the global resilience project. Um, I'm now building it out to help generate revenue to fund the project. That's amazing. And like, even as you were saying, it, it sounds like you, you started as one thing and then the resilience project came and it kind of like vortexed everything. Right. And it's like, but it seems sounds cool. Cause it sounds like you're not only doing business, but you're also helping others. So like yeah. using those, using your expertise to help somebody else get their voice out there. I think that's amazing. I was kind of wondering how that transitioned, well, but now it makes know, sense. The, the bridge, the bridge is storytelling. Cause on social media, my thing is tell, don't sell. It's all about telling stories and making connection. And the global resilience project is all about telling stories. And so what I realized is that I'm just that person who helps people. I facilitate storytelling. Wow. That's amazing. 
that that is that is great and i'm so happy that you found like it's sad right like it's 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 total disaster that got you here (laughs) that that got you to that place but now it's like you're in a you're in a place you're not in the happiest place but you're in a better place than than you were before and that's amazing um but it's 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 funny how we get sculpted how things work out uh you expect one thing to be one way and then it changes to its fullness yep i'm not a wine drinking soccer mom and like if i can get a refund on the cards i was given like yes please but this is where i'm at and like what am i gonna do right like i could lie on the couch all day or knit scarves for cats but you know i got more to give than that yeah i appreciate Um, that blair if you had one thing to tell either your buyers of your book your fans anything what would the one thing be right now and this isn't your plug because we're going to give you a plug here in a bit yeah no like what what was something you tell them just like it's okay to not be okay like don't be okay if it's hard don't be okay and know that you are resilient and you will get through it uh, by the way, Perfect. you've 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 maxed out your curses at this point. I'm just playing. <laughs> I know I'm cussy. I'm no, sorry. Don't, just say, don't just say I'm just playing, Jason. Be real. Oh, uh, well, we never had a hard and fast rule. Um, so okay, yeah, I'm not very G-rated right now. Yeah, you're you're doing good. You're fine. I think uh, all the it's, versions, it's all the versions worked in the storyline, and um, you'll be fine. So you're good to go. Uh, but I had to go mm-hmm. with a the joke there, Trey. It was funny. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but uh, no. For you. Watch your profanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That's fun. Um, Inside joke, sorry. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, now I do have to ask uh, some Jaime questions. Uh, what was some of the delicious food you got to eat uh, during your trip? Uh, you know, I'm going to just say there's a lot of food that my stomach was not into because it was... <laughs> oh, no. But I fell in love with mango, like fresh mango, Ooh. like fresh Ooh. mango juice. I could not get enough of it. I couldn't get enough of it. And like, that's just like, I'm going to leave it there. Africa, like Ghana and Uganda, like fresh mango juice to me was like this game changing liquid that like transformed me. Fresh. Are you now, now do you have fresh mango juice at your house now? no i mean like i live in semi-desert canada like i mean i don't even i might be able to go get it at like a juice bar i mean i've only been home a week semi-desert can that's a thing semi-desert yeah i'm in canada? semi-desert <laughs> semi-desert i have no idea what canada is i'm gonna sport. send you pictures. there's plains <laughs> there's deserts i just assumed it was like alaska but just oh gosh big. no we got mountains right now it's really hot like i uh, i don't know temperature but like around maybe 100 winter gets to be minus 40 we do celsius but it's the same in fahrenheit we have all four seasons very distinct we have all the terrain yeah nope sounds awesome i've never four seasons but extreme four seasons yeah well depends where you are but mostly yeah like very distinct fall very distinct (coughs) spring very hot summers very cold winters i feel Um, like i know nothing about canada now great that's phenomenal i do not know either i will i will give you a a high level lesson another time (laughs) That is great. when you come back on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which you definitely are invited. Um okay. and uh what was I gonna say? And I was gonna we say five oh, minutes left. Oh no, we're fine. My meeting, I canceled it. So oh um, okay. Yeah, and I knew this was gonna go longer, and because nobody got the thing, and it was just gonna be me and one guy, and it wouldn't have been very fun. You guys are awesome. This is uh, fun. We, we should just be friends. <laughs> we're already we're friends on Facebook now, so I yeah, I, um yeah. 
uh was gonna say so now you did tell us you did prep the the ugandan story um if i remember correctly so okay so and so my last little i guess part of this story because five weeks is a lot to cram into one hour oh yeah but we um i didn't really even know about this community called the batwa but i was doing my research so they're hunter gatherers and they're like they're some of the what what's known to be as some of the first people on the planet and they live in the forest as hunter and gatherers but in the 90s in 1991 they um the forest the Bwindi impenetrable forest in uganda became protected for the gorillas like half the world's gorilla population lives in this forest and they like north american history <laughs> removed the batwa from the forest as hunter gatherers and gave them some land and like basically was like here now you farm instead of you hunting and gathering you farm and we spent a lot of time with them like going like you know going to their land going to their homes like they now instead of like hunting and gathering and surviving they farm and they make crafts so they can survive and like one of the wives made me this little basket and you know I bought a bunch of coasters and it was just really special and a couple members of the community are still alive who lived in the forest 30 years ago. And I actually, uh-huh. and they, and he doesn't speak any English, but there's a couple of people who speak very little English. And so me and one of the younger guys who speak very little English and this man, I did like a little interview series on my phone to start documenting these stories because this these people are older. And yeah. to get the stories of what it was like living in the forest as a hunter and gatherer and like, what do you want the people to know? And basically like, they weren't like they never ate gorillas. They didn't hunt gorillas. They like gorillas have ninety eight percent similar DNA to us. They lived amongst the gorillas like their neighbors, but they would set up traps to hunt, and sometimes the traps would take out a gorilla. So mm. I think that's where the threat was. But like they miss hunting antelope and living in the forest, and now they have to like conform. <laughs> yeah. So, as these- a person that loves tree houses, I love the idea of living in the forest as long I as mean- I can live in a giant tree house. I mean, uh, like, like it was great. Yeah. I actually went, like I got to see a cave where the king lived until 1991. Like I saw the king's, I went in the cave and then I, they like have a couple home, like couple huts built and like, it was really, really cool, but they have very little, like they are very, very, uh, they don't have a lot of money. Like they don't have any money and the level of happiness these kids have knowing they have a few pairs of shirts, maybe no shoes. Like, well, you know, one girl that I fell in love with this little girl, Serafina didn't really talk. She whispered. And I think she was nine, but she looked five or four. Like these kids are very, everyone's very small. And um, she was wearing an oversized men's like golf shirt, but it was like white, but black. And these kids, the happiness they have without having pretty much anything really got me thinking about like everything I have, everything I don't need, everything I want that I don't need. Like, and my whole perspective on like everything we do here in the Western world. And it's just really interesting to see like even the kids in Ghana, like there's these two brothers and they built out of bamboo, a huge pergola, big covered like walkway um, fences, all out of bamboo kids, like putting it all together, um, brought up rocks from the river and like decorated the property. Would we see kids do that here in North America? And like, happy like kids like who they, they're all huddled over like there's 20 kids huddled around one laptop because they want to learn how to use a computer where we have one kid with like an ipad switch phone i don't even know what kids have but <laughs> like, those are all things 
thinking about all the things that these kids don't have and their level of happiness and all the things that are the kids in North America have and the level of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. It just like really got me thinking and I'm still digesting and integrating and percolating everything, but it was really special to be with the Batwa in Uganda and like really learn. And it felt like I was like in a textbook. Like, am I in a national geographic book right now? Like, if right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how this comes back to what we've been talking about. I was like, it's really about what you give your heart to um, when it comes to happiness, comes to those things. Like um, if you're giving your heart to things, you know, if you're giving it to technology, uh, you're going to be let down. Yeah. <laughs> but once you give to people, yeah, you're still going to be let down, but you have a chance to, to move forward and, and watch the growth as a person. And, and uh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. No, I've, I've had the opportunity to, go to different uh, communities and see that happiness with even the less. And it's just a, it's just an amazing thing. So yeah, that's so, amazing that you got to live that. It was really cool. I mean, but then, I mean, in Uganda, we were staying at this like very much five-star resort on top of nice. a mountain. I had my own cabin and I got woken up every day with like warm nuts and a latte. And I was like, I feel very kind of like weird about this, but also very, that's very nice. Right. but it was very like but like uh, i don't know it was just a lot of different feelings and going from being in ghana where i was like my hands were dirty like i was part of the community like i'm talking like on the road which didn't even exist it was like potholes of dirt and cement like you know you're driving like this there's no rules sure like to having to pee on the side of the highway in a gutter or like on a like very very like whoa (laughs) i don't even know how to explain it to like you know, staying in a lodge like that and but being amongst these people who are, you know, just trying to survive. It was just like the duality of the privilege that we have and like what we, you know, what they don't have. And like, do we need all this? I don't know. It's just like, I'm, it's a lot. Well, yeah, so process. Uh, how was the first week where you're like, when you woke up and you're like, husband, where's my uh, latte? Uh, well, I luckily kind of deintegrated from that because I went to Croatia right after for two weeks. So. Oh, good, good, good. That's but nice. um, yeah. <laughs> what I, they're not I'm, giving you? They're not giving you uh, lattes in Croatia? Yeah, my sister did not wake up and make me lattes. I love drinking coffee in bed. Fair. I I love it. But. You know what's yeah. ter- terrible is I take iced coffee because I hate it being scalding hot to my mouth. Oh, I love iced like, coffee. Like, I will have coffee if it's less than, you know, volcano hot because I hate, I want to enjoy my coffee, but not sip it. I want to. I can drink my coffee for like an hour. Like, the first sip is too hot, but I slowly nurse it. Like, it's like, I don't know. I like ice. I like, I like blended iced coffee. I mean, I like, I mean, I actually went quit coffee for a while and I was just drinking matcha. Mm. Definitely helped my depression and anxiety, let me tell you. But uh, then. Really? I don't know. I got back on the coffee. <laughs> yeah, I know how that works. I lost a lot of weight not drinking soda, and then I was like, "Sweet, not gonna drink soda." And then I was, something happened. I went back to soda. Uh, my dream, a new flavor came out. Yeah, they they do that to me. But uh, no, that's that's amazing. And and obviously, as I said, I'm not playing. You know where you can, you know our calendar calendar link. So please reschedule for a second time because we do not have time to talk about everything. Okay. Um, but, this is your time now for you to plug anything that you'd like to plug, uh, tell people where to find the thing that you want to talk about and, uh, Trey, you're in control at this point. All right. Uh, give me three seconds and you get the full screen, but not just the full screen. You get everyone's attention and go. 
Well, I pretty much just plugged myself the entire time. But um, a couple things. If you're like, well, Blair, I want to be your friend. I want to come into your world. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Blair Kaplan Venables. Pretty sure my name is at the bottom of the screen. Um, Instagram. I'm Blair from Blairland. It was a nickname that stuck and I kind of just rolled with it. But I, I'm an Instagrammer and LinkedIn or like my jam and Facebook. If you want to be a part of the project, you want to learn more about the Global Resilience Project, our website is theglobalresilienceproject.com. And if you're like, well, Blair, I want to do social media marketing with you. I want to know what you're all about. BlairKaplan.ca. That's it. That's all I need to plug. Cool. Awesome. That's very good. Uh, now, I, yeah, now it's my turn. Oh, good job, Trey. I'm sorry. I I don't know why I try. Why do I try to produce the show? I don't understand. Um, now it's time for me to make up a rap song about everything we just talked about and try not to cry. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that we're, this is less of a funny show uh, than normal, but that's okay. Hey, dark um, humor is allowed. Yeah, uh, like and we're all I, laughing while people die, like about our, you know, like if you can't yeah. laugh, <laughs> then there's no reason to be here. I agree, hundred um, percent. Everything can laugh. be comedic. Well, like Dead parents society shirts, I get it. Like Trey, <laughs> like Trey's face. Uh, wow, shots fired. Um, but uh, now I'm going to do a rap. Oh, Blair, would you like me? Would you like to join me on the rap? Or you're like, nah, I'm good. No, you're good. Cool. I just wanted to check. Uh, Jaime, uh, as an example, he actually did some rap and I for the first time live. Uh, that was fun. It made for a very good, um, a very good uh, YouTube short. So it was nice. So uh, all right, but uh, all right, Trey. Oh wait, uh, Blair, do you have a rap name or do you want us to give you one? Or do you? Um, well, I don't know if it's my rap name, but once upon a time, I came up with DJ Big Swigs. DJ Big Swigs. Perfect. And my sister was Swiglet. <laughs> DJ Big Swigs. Awesome. Jason, are you ready? Uh, I am definitely not, but I'm going to do my best. Perfect. Yo, 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 we got DJ Sound Effects, Scout the Psalmist, and DJ Big Swigs on the mic. Oh. Here I go now, yelling out loud, and I'm wondering how, what am I doing if I get it? Down the beat, you want me to rap now, waiting for me. We did a pretty sad story, but it's okay, because life kind of hurts, but it's all the way that you deal with it as your resistance grows. If I can't even say resistance, I said it though, then I still messed up over time, and now I gotta break it, because I'm wondering why I'm not in a jungle, sitting like an Ewok in a tree, only if I can't see the treetop, and now I gotta be Cause I never go down Peeing on the side of the road at Uganda now And only if I can't see what they did Wow, then I gotta bring it up And then I know how And next week you will not see this room anymore Cause I got a home, I'm crazy if I explore And now I'm looking cause I see what Trey do He's like, uh, 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 uh I'm Trey, I'm cool And if I can't pretend to ever be what I know If I never see the little time Then I show only if we can't pretend to feel it We gotta grow See the times if you see what I don't know Now I see 
shit if I can't go now. Bio freeze on your back. Now I got a foul. Now I know what I am going to do if I be. If you're in the comments, please put a word up for me. I knew sometimes I see all my rhymes. I see the controller and I'm wondering why. Don't use it to control a submarine tray. That would be a bad decision oh every day. God. I don't even get it if I never go down. Now I got to breathe because I can feel it right now. And I can't see what they do. Now we got Blair, Captain Venables. I be thinking, ooh, talking about these things that you know that you drew. That it's cool that you forgave your dad, dude, huh? And had him in your life with the little Carmax. I don't even know what I'm doing if I can't relax. Only if I got some lip smacking times. Exhale, breathe, and our lip stacking rhymes. Only if you get it, because you know that you be. She was in Uganda, all these other places be. Uh, Ghana was pretty cool, and she go. And then she was getting latte and warm nuts like, yo. I'm sorry, that sounds weird as I say it now. If I never see what I am doing, then I gotta see my style. Exhale, and then I gotta breathe. I do what I was doing, and I'm waiting for me. Oh, now you know that you never see with the light time, and you on a break back beat. She's gonna be at the Emmys giving away gifts. Hey, Trey, remember when we getting gifts like this? Uh huh. That's what happens when you're a superstar. Sometimes you gotta drive in little small cars and stinky ones. Sometimes you rinky ones. Only if I get it, cause I am the dinky one. And I gotta say, that's the rest of my rap. Exhale, breathe. Do all that. I hope you enjoyed that, Blair. That was all for you. No one's ever written me a song before. I love it. <laughs> and, I was like, and if, I was like, I was like am I going to pull this off? Just keep going, Jason. Just keep you going. did it. <laughs> Good stuff, Jason. That was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it was very helpful because we had such an awesome conversation. There was lots of cool stuff to add into a wrap. Thank you so much, Blair. I hope you had a fun time. Uh, so good. Thanks for having me. This was great. I can't wait for round two. Toast. Uh, I think we're already booked out for the next uh, two months. So well, that's uh, great. You'll catch me after the Emmys. You'll catch me after I get on Amazon ooh. Prime. We can just do yeah, yeah. The, the shameless plugs. I know. Nice. She's like, you catch me on all my good stuff. I'll be <laughs> where I'm we should be, but we're not. Yeah. Well, and it's fun. I've I've over I've booked us so much at this point. Now we can just pick our we can actually pick and choose like really awesome people instead of trying to just book all the time. So it's nice. So, awesome. Yeah. We're in a good place. We booked an awesome one because she's here. So yeah, now I'm excited. Uh and um I was uh but yeah, so uh make sure that you like and subscribe to the show if you're listening to it on spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts um know that we do this show live on mondays at 5 p.m cst and you can come join jaime in the comments because he obviously was the only person in there today <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't know that if you looked at the numbers um and uh but that is a an awesome thing please come join us we'd love to have you in the conversation um and if you yeah come join it like and subscribe uh do all those things check us out on all the social medias we're everywhere i i'm still working on being uh uh having it all up at the right time but i have it and uh, i'm trying trey i'm definitely forgetting stuff what am i forgetting uh, we would love to have you guys on the show. Feel free to hit us up at flowsforyou.com or anywhere we have on social media. Uh, we have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. Um, and just really just reach out to us through Facebook. We also have a Calendly that we can send to you where you can book a spot and you can be on the show just like Miss Blair here. Uh, it's going to be some pretty uh, big uh, boots to fill because she's pretty awesome. So you have a contender. Um, but, yes, we would love to have you on the show and feel free to hit us up. 
That is awesome. Now, um, Blair, this is the time of the show that I look forward to the most. You get to be Trey's therapist, and you get to uh, make up facts and uh, ask him questions about his life. Hopefully, you've learned some things about him. Uh, don't make him cry, please. Um, and uh, it is your time to ask their question. If you need any help, just say you're calling in uh, me, uh, and I'll come help you. So, but um, you you mentioned that you had this strange itching below the waist, and I'm just oh, wondering how that's uh, impacting your ability to show up and host your podcast. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> therapist Blair, I'm so glad you asked that question because it is driving me up a wall. I can't even focus at work because I'm constantly scratching my uh, left kneecap because uh, it's it's constantly irritating. I have to put uh, hydrocortisone on it at all times. It's it's right here, hydrocortisone cream. Uh, and <laughs> I have to put it on my, my left kneecap specifically. I don't know how I get through the day, honestly. I'm scratching it right now. So uh, I don't know. I just that's, wing it. That's good. And so like when, when, when you're walking around with that hydrocortisone cream on your knee, do you find that wearing those really tight plaid jeans help you know my addiction with wearing plaid jeans it's bad it's gotten really bad and i i appreciate you asking me because i have nothing but plaid jeans in my closet i don't have shorts i don't have uh swimming trunks because i swim in plaid jeans when i swim i run in plaid jeans when i go running um i mean i don't know how can how can you help me with that Maybe that's the fourth question, question mark. Um, I, I, I actually heard they make these new things and they're like these plaid moo-moos that are supposed to mimic the feeling of wearing tight jeans. And it's just this, it's like a big oversized dress. But really what's happening is that you don't wear anything. <laughs> you look great in that, by the way. <laughs> it goes sorry. right down to your feet. <laughs> what is a moo-moo? Yeah. A she just told you it's, it's like a giant dress. Yeah, so for me, the dress, I feel like, I just feel like the plaid jeans are better. I, I don't know why, but I, I feel like I wouldn't really look all that good in a dress, specifically something that big. Uh, can you can you just, jump? Can you jump really high when you wear your plaid jeans? Surprisingly, the fact that my legs are so tight wearing these plaid jeans it actually helps with my spring, because I'm always tightly wound. So I'm just ready to jump at all times. And have you Believe thought about maybe starting a career in volleyball? You know what? I'm glad you asked because volleyball is actually in real life. One of my favorite sports. Am I a great server? No, but with these new plaid jeans, man, I tell you what, it is amazing. Tell me more about this thing you call real life. <laughs> <laughs> what are we in now? <laughs> so glad you asked Blair <laughs> on that that is the end of the Thanksgiving that is the end of our awesome therapy session thank you so much Blair for that um that is the question Trey what is real life to what me? is real life that's um, the question that's the question we'll have to find out on the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z so um oh my god my my best friend's brother was one of the I think animators on Dragon Ball Z it was a Canadian show, right? It's a Canadian anime. No, it's totally Japanese. <laughs> but like done in Canada. Voiced, maybe. Let me get back to you. I got to do some Googling. 
Oh yes. my goodness! This well, is, now we already this, have. You have to be on the podcast now. Next. Now we actually have a, a tag. Wait for the next episode of of to You with Blair. You'll learn what actually happens. Thank you so much, guys. You are amazing, Blair. Stay on the line after we close, uh, just so we can say thank you and uh, thank you so much, everybody else, for being here. Uh, make sure you put some little hearts or little smiley faces or do something as you watch the show. It's cool if you're just watching it two weeks from now. Um, I will still share it and let more people know about it. Y'all are amazing, and see you later. Hasta la pasta, Trey. Are you doing the production or am I doing it at this point? Um, see Hi, you yeah. later. Okay, no. well, bye-bye. No. Flows for you. Flows bye for bye. you. Push the button. Flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Man, was that so hard to say? Was it that hard? Love you guys. Blair, you've been awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing, keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now.